Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Monday, November 8th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include layoffs in the wholesale space, part two of my interview with Josh Steck on iBuying, and takeaways from Friday's strong employment report. I'd like to thank this week's podcast sponsor, Candor. Have you heard of Candor yet? As you'll hear shortly, they're gaining groundswell for their dynamic, adaptive, and automated underwriting engine. Starting today, my dad is in Oklahoma City for the OMBA conference. The median home price there is roughly $150,000, and prices are up nearly 7% in the last year, ahead of the 5.4% consumer inflation rate. Life is filled with numbers. I wonder what the numbers were to have Paul McCartney grace the cover of this month's Costco magazine. Numbers in the form of margins with wholesalers have plummeted this year, and we received this note. Quote, I'm hearing rumors of layoffs in the wholesale channel. Any truth to that? End quote. First, I have indeed heard actual layoffs at publicly held wholesalers, and rumors are more coming. Second, it should surprise no one that this is happening. Given that many wholesalers are at a break-even, and with the volumes dropping, it is time to lay off staff, not replace anyone who leaves, or reallocate staff to other areas such as servicing. In the Consumer Direct channel, Stratmore reports that lenders turn their focus to purchase business and realtor relationships. Margins are tightening. Loan officer comp is no longer the hot topic. And everyone was definitely in get more business mode. For the links to those stories, as well as latest career opportunities, lender and broker products and services, disaster updates, and jumbo slash non-QM tidbits, visit robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Josh Steck, co-founder and CEO of Sunday. Sunday is a residential real estate marketplace transforming the way property investors buy distressed properties. Sunday's new digital platform gives investors the ability to view properties, submit offers, and streamline transactions. The first and only that provides access to exclusive embedded properties sourced directly from homeowners looking to sell to a cash buyer. Josh started Sunday to help homeowners get a better outcome when selling off-market. Prior to starting Sunday, Josh was founding partner and SVP of sales at Lending Home. He graduated with honors from Stanford, writing his thesis on the long-term impact of the subprime lending crisis on the Latino community. For more information, go to www.sunday.com. So because this is a mortgage-specific podcast, I guess I'll ask, how did your time flipping homes or how did your time doing bridge loans at Lending Home shape your views of the mortgage industry? We focused for a long time, well, really almost exclusively on um, short-term fix and flip, you know, type of mortgage. So what was interesting about that, right, is that they, they turn quickly. The economics are, are, are much different, right? There is, because they turn quickly, there are no like value in the servicing rights. So it's all about your fee up front and then your interest spread. And so interest rates are a lot higher, right, on those loans than on consumer loans. And the fees up front are higher. Um, but it's because there's that, that servicing right is, is so valuable. It doesn't exist on these short-term loans like it does on 30-year consumer. So just a very, very different type of mortgage. Um, you know, we uh, what, I, what I know to be true about mortgage, and I saw it definitely firsthand, is that you when the, the, the right time to build a new brand is during a refi boom. Because, and, and you know, I'm sure you and your readers know this, or listeners rather, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the less risky of the, the two transactions, right? A purchase versus a refi. I mean, purchase, there's 
there's time pressure and that's that's really where big brands thrive but you know when when rates are low and it's more about a, a trade and there's less time pressure um you know people are willing to take a risk on a new brand that can offer them you know an easier experience or a cheaper price and um you really gotta honor that reality of mortgage if you're going to start a new brand it is very difficult to do it in a purchase uh, when, when the refi window closes so that was one thing that that I definitely learned um, firsthand, and you know, home ownership. So I, I actually wrote my honors thesis at uh, Stanford on the subprime lending crisis, and and some of the impacts it was having on uh, different demographics, um, like and specifically um, some of the the Latino population, and because that you know that 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 time that 2000, 2000 to two thousand five, you know, it was just this amazing time and, and, you know, new products came out that unlocked home ownership for groups that really had been boxed out of it before. And so on the one hand, that was a very positive thing for people, but of course, you know, it, the, the, the sort of loose policies around what type of credit was being extended into who really put people in a bad spot. And so their realized dream of home ownership quickly became extinguished, you know, when they defaulted and realized, wow, I, I shouldn't have ever had, you know, a primary and two vacation homes of my level of income, right? I should have never had a 228 option arm or a you know negative amortization loan, or I just should have never had that product. But it seemed like a great way to get in, and like I trusted those people, and so I think um, I bring that up because you know do, doing 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 the right thing is just such a critical part of life. But specifically when you're dealing with the biggest purchase that almost any of us ever make. And the financing of that purchase, which is just critical to get right, we have a huge responsibility as mortgage professionals, right, to like get that right. So I've always erred on the side of like go 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 slower, do what's right by the home by the homeowner, be more attentive to their needs. You know, don't sell them something they don't need just because it gives you a slightly bigger commission. Like, do the right thing, and that's how you build a real brand in mortgage. Um, and it's slower for sure. You know, it really is a slower build, like it's corner, corner cutting always gets you somewhere faster. It's just, the question is, did you like where you got and was it sustainable even if you did, you know, or do you just, you, you built on, on faulty foundation. That's a very good point. I've been going around for years and saying, whether you make window drapes, mustard mortgages, whatever product it might be product price service, pick <laughs> two of those things. Are you now telling me with technology here that that a company can even offer all three? Is that possible? I do. I do believe that technology creates the opportunity to deliver products in a more creative and, and sort of consumable way. So I think I think technology. Well, I don't think I know it. It makes the product part of that equation easier, you know, and more scalable and more exciting and dynamic and and more creative. So. It makes it easier. Um, it's still very hard. The pricing side, you know, to the extent that technology is creating efficiencies for you in your cost structure, um, then or it's giving you, you know, in the case of of some of these more creative mortgages, like one of the things that we did really well at Lending Home was our capital markets execution was just absolutely a plus, um, and and that just meant, you know, from the speed of getting getting loans onto warehouse lines, getting those sold whole loan or securitized, and like the speed and efficiency of doing that really allowed us to push then like push that back, take some of it ourselves, push other pieces of it back to the consumer in the form of lower prices. So I think, you know, and we were so efficient on the production line that, you know, using fewer people, fewer man hours and woman hours to like get things done um, created that, that ability to push price down for our customers, which is a big deal. And then service, I mean, certainly 
<laughs> technology makes service a whole heck of a lot easier too. So I don't know. I mean, I think I think technology's made it easier to be good at those things, and maybe you know, for really really strong uh, execution companies, maybe maybe it has allowed us to do all three. I'm not sure. I'd have to think more about that. So let's close with this. The mortgage industry or the housing industry still seems ripe for disruption despite all the regulation that goes on in it, whether that's reducing the uh, fees for realtors, whether that's reducing loan originator comp. There's, there's ways that companies are going to be able to reduce the cost of a closed loan. Hmm. Where do you see the mortgage industry going? What's ahead? Well, there's a lot going on right now, right? Um, the thing that comes to mind because of my position as CEO of, of Sunday of property marketplaces, you know, I'm paying a lot of attention to some of these ideas of like embedded finance and embedded mortgage, where you know you have non-mortgage players starting to be able to either through build or partnership um, offer financing as, a, as, a, as just another solution for their homeowners. Because I, th- I do think it's it's interesting to note that. You know, I think um, more like, and especially for property investors. So I'd have to just make sure that I'm thinking about how this applies to consumer. But for property investors, you know, when they when they come to Sunday and they buy a house, of course, they're almost always going to need financing. Uh, but financing is for them more than a homeowner. But for them, it's, it's very much a commodity. You know, it's hey, if it's here, are the two things I'm solving for: price and you know, convenience. And so what we're able to do, at, I think a very interesting opportunity for us and other companies like us, and then you see Open Door and some of the other, like the iBuying category doing it is, is saying, hey, don't just get your property from us, get your loan from us. And, and you know, we've been, I think Open Door hasn't seen the kind of success that I know it wants to see with that attached product. I think in part because there's a, a buyer's agent between them and the customer saying, hey, don't use Open Door's mortgage, use somebody else's mortgage, right? Because they don't really want to support uh, and open door any more than they have to because they view them as a, as a competitor, right? So, um, so that buyer's agent, I think, makes it tricky for them to make that attach service, um, that embedded service work. But for for us with property investors, there is no buyer's agent in between them and us. Like we're we're we have a direct relationship. So, and they're highly uh, rational. They're less emotional. So, so what we've seen and we've tested this a few times is, you know, what would our attach rate look like if we offered Sunday financing versus making them go to somebody else? To get financing and the answer is well it's more convenient and because we've already done and again this is unique to us in property mortgage investor mortgage but because we've already done the customer acquisition cost um, by virtue of our core product which is connecting the home to an investor and because we've already done a lot of the credit underwriting because we visited the home we've done inspections the kind of things that lenders would want to do we've had already uh, experienced a lot of the cost equation of doing a property investor mortgage. So our margins on that product would be huge. So, so anyway, I think, I think one of the things that's, that's definitely the future for mortgages, some of these companies starting to embed it into their broader offerings. We're actually seeing some title companies that are really trying to integrate up the stack into mortgage um, and, you know, we'll see if they're successful or not. And, and I think, I think the other things around mortgage are just some, you know, some alternatives. So, you know, there's companies that do these, Shared appreciation mortgages. I'm sure you've, you've heard of Point, um, Unison, HomeTap, and and you know what these companies have done. I think is is very creative and interesting. And there's a lot of challenges with it. But is they've they've said, geez, I mean, whether it's a purchase or a reef or an existing home, the reality is that it's very capital intensive to own real estate as a homeowner. So what if and by the way, it's one of the best returning asset classes on the planet in terms of price appreciation. So 
how can we give investors with capital access to that appreciation? And then, you know, by allowing them to invest in a fractional portion of the equity of these consumer, these, these homeowner owned owner occupied homes, while, while, while then giving liquidity to that homeowner, while not burdening them with more debt, you know, like a debt payment. Um, and so I think these like debtless, like these shared equity like type of programs are freaking fascinating to me. And they're operationally, it's very tough to like find the right capital that, cause you know, what's the pitch to the, to the capital provider? It's, Hey, put some money into this thing for an unknown period of time, right? Because it's up to the homeowner when they want to sell their home. So unknown duration and no current pay, no debt, you know, no interest rate. So it's like, you don't, you know, you're not going to get paid along the way. And I don't really know when it's going to pay off. Like that's a very hard pitch to the capital markets, but some people have done it really well. And I think, I think as mortgage, um, you know, as mortgage professionals paying attention to that and figuring out how to capitalize on that, you know, landed, landed is another company that's doing well in that space specifically, I think for teachers and professors where that, that, you know, they're very, um, income. Well, whatever, actually I won't go there, but long story short, I think, starting to align maybe as a mortgage professional with some of those other opportunities. I don't know how those companies pay for distribution, but if that, you know, you actually might find a way to, to, to capitalize and monetize on those new products. So there, those are some thoughts. Awesome. Well, I got to say, speaking with you is fascinating and I hope you don't mind me referring to you as King Midas going forward. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm be reaching out for, for advice here in the coming years to uh, see, see what's next. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Robert. We saw last week that job growth pounced back in October, posting the strongest gain, 531,000, since July, and reinforcing the Fed's tapering decision. That followed two weaker reports in August and September though job gains for those two months were revised upward by a combined 235000 Most of that growth came from the hospitality and leisure sector, while manufacturing jobs saw the biggest month-over-month jump in 13 months. The unemployment rate dropped to 4.6%, continuing a very positive trend. The number of unemployed individuals has now dropped by 3.6 million over the last year, and recent gains show that the economy has processed the Delta COVID variant spike. The Bank of England surprised markets by keeping rates on hold last week, sending bond yields lower around the world. The U.S. 10-year Treasury yield dropped 11 basis points over the week, closing Friday at 1.45%. This morning, we saw that the Fannie Mae Home Purchase Sentiment Index increased one point to 75.5 in October, as consumers once again reported mixed feelings about home buying and home selling conditions, as well as increased pessimism regarding the larger economy. In October, a slightly greater share of consumers reported that it's a good time to buy a home and sell a home, with those numbers now sitting at 30% and 77% respectively, up from 28% and 74% last month. Consumers also reported even stronger expectations that mortgage rates will increase over the next 12 months. Year over year, the full index is down 6.2 points. The report shows that home buying and home selling sentiment remain at historically low and high levels, respectively. The uptick in negative economic sentiment is likely a function of ongoing supply chain disruptions and inflation concerns. Demand for homes continues to far outpace available supply for sale. Today's calendar is light on data with just the Employment Trends Index for October, due out later this morning. Fed speak is plentiful, however, including Vice Chair Clarita, Boston Interim President Montgomery, Chair Powell, Fed Governor Bowman, Philadelphia President Harker, and Chicago President Evans. 
the desk will purchase up to $4.7 billion of conventional MBS. Besides today's Class A 48 hours, Class B 48 hours is on Friday, with the desk scheduled to release a new schedule and MBS purchase estimate for the mid-November to mid-December period following last week's tapering announcement. We begin the week with agency MBS prices worse nearly an eighth, and the 10-year yielding 1.48% after Friday's rally down to 1.45%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. An elderly woman hurried to the pharmacy to get medication, got back to her car, and found that she had locked her keys inside. She found an old rusty coat hanger left on the ground. She looked at it and said, I don't know how to use this. So she bowed her head and asked God to send her some help. Within five minutes, a beat-up old motorcycle pulled up, driven by a bearded man who was wearing an old biker skull rag. He got off his cycle and asked if he could help. She replied, Yes, my daughter is sick and I've locked my keys in the car. I must get home. Please, can you use this hanger to unlock my car? He replied, sure. So he walks over to the car, and in less than a minute, the car door was open. She hugged the man and through tears softly said, Thank you, God, for sending me such a very nice man. The biker heard her little prayer and replied, Lady, I am not a nice man. I just got out of prison yesterday. I was in prison for car theft. The woman hugged the man again, sobbing. Oh, thank you, God. You even sent me a professional. (laughs) Thanks again to Candor for sponsoring today's podcast. I look forward to hearing more great things. Want to know more? Go to candortechnology.com and tell them Robbie Chrisman sent you. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.